0: Introduction and Preface of Uganda's White Man of Work A Story of Alexander M. Mackay. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand Uganda's White Man of Work A Story of Alexander M. Mackay by Sophia Lyon Foss. Introduction It has long seemed strange to me that the history of the attempts to spread the gospel over the world during the last 1800 years has not constituted a very important part of the religious instruction and study of young people in our Sunday schools. The history of the United States has been extensively used for the development of a patriotic feeling toward our country, and religious history might similarly be used for the development of faith in God. The value of religious history for this purpose lies largely in its great abundance of detail and its consequent concreteness for young minds. The theory of a Christian life is not presented in the abstract, but is seen in connection with actual persons, often in thrilling situations, and the exhibition of unbounded personal faith in God on the part of missionaries excites the admiration of children, thereby instilling in their minds a tendency toward similar faith. During very recent years. Some appreciation of this kind of subject matter for the purpose of religious education has manifested itself, as is witnessed by the popularity of the autobiography of John G. Payton, missionary to the natives of the new Hebrides Islands. It has been very successfully used as a textbook in Sunday school by boys and girls from 9 to 12 years of age, and the possible effect is suggested by the fact that, in one case at least, the children studying it formed themselves into a missionary society for the raising of funds for mission work and raised a considerable sum of money for that purpose. Textbooks for religious instruction of young people are sadly needed. It seems odd that textbooks on all subjects in the day school are so readily purchased and so exclusively used there, while they are almost wanting in the Sunday school. Yet a one-hour-per-week course of study, such as is found in the Sunday school, is just the kind that is in peculiar need of a good text. Nothing of much value can be accomplished anywhere without work, and most of the work connected with Sunday schools must be accomplished outside, since the period there is, itself, so very short. It is extremely difficult, however, without books to assign tasks that will be earnestly undertaken by children. But the interesting story, such as that of Peyton's life, comes in to fill this need and meets it admirably. Two or three or four chapters in such a book can be assigned for outside reading each Sunday, and the period in Sunday school itself can be spent talking over the events described. Provided the text is good, children can be induced to work in this way. And this use of a text, instead of supplanting the Bible, merely furnishes a concrete introduction to it, the events presented continually culminating in reference to certain verses in the Bible, which become interesting to children owing to such connection and can accordingly be memorized with profit. The Sunday School, in that it has not long ago generally adopted this method of approaching abstract ideas, is far behind the day school in development and it is high time that the psychological principles of education that are well-established in secular education find full appreciation in religious teaching. With these thoughts in mind, Mrs. Fawes has undertaken the preparation of Uganda's White Man of Work. She is a woman who is eminently fitted for this task both in native ability, in general training, in religious interest, and in special training in pedagogical study. I have read the work carefully and am convinced that it has been admirably executed and I feel like congratulating both her and the children at large for her efforts in this direction. I hope that the book will be extensively used, not simply by teachers, but by children themselves. I feel little patience, too, with the complaint that parents cannot afford the money necessary for the purchase of texts, for Sunday school use, or for the study of religious history at home. Parents readily spend money for the purchase of geographies and spellers and other books, and if they hesitate to spend it for religious works for their children, it is usually because religious instruction has been so formal, so regardless of the principles of teaching, as to become lifeless and therefore unworthy of support. But I am confident that parents will respond readily enough the moment a thoroughly progressive spirit is shown in this field, and the question is handled just as similar questions in the day school are handled. F. M. McMurray, Teachers College, Columbia University, February 15, 1907. Preface Uganda's white man of work has been written primarily for boys and girls between the ages of 10 and 15. Although it is intended to be used as a textbook by Sunday school classes, junior societies, and mission circles, it is hoped that the term textbook will not carry with it the thought of cramming the mind with facts about missionary work. The book is, first of all, a story which it is hoped boys and girls will be interested in reading. The initial encouragement to write such a book came from two men, one an educational, the other a missionary leader. At Columbia University, under the supervision of Dr. F.M. McMurray, head of the Department of Primary Education in Teachers College, a master's thesis was written on the subject, Missionary Biography as Supplementary to Biblical Material for the Sunday School Curriculum. As a result of this study, the conviction was formed that while such biographies provide most promising material for Sunday school use, yet but few as yet have been written in a form peculiarly adapted to interest boys and girls. At this juncture, Dr. T.H.P. Saylor, Educational Secretary of the Board of Foreign Missions of the Presbyterian Church in the USA, added his influence to lead the author to attempt a concrete illustration of the thesis. For further encouragement, for a multitude of suggestions, and for criticism of the manuscript, the author is indebted to many others of whom Professor John W. Hall, Head of the Department of Elementary Education of the University of Cincinnati, and the Rev. E. Morris Ferguson, General Secretary of the New Jersey Sunday School Association, should have special mention. The material for the story has been taken from The Two Lives of Mackay, written by his sister from letters found in the numbers of the Church Missionary Intelligencer and the Church Missionary Gleaner, from Two Kings of Uganda by the Rev. R. P. Ashe, from Through the Dark Continent by Henry M. Stanley, and from other such books and articles relating to Uganda as could be secured. In making quotations, liberty has been taken to change the wording with a view to greater simplicity where this seemed essential, although it is believed that in all cases the meaning has been preserved. The author recognizes in her work a certain crudity which often characterizes first ventures into comparatively new fields. If, however, the book should prove suggestive to others who can do a more finished work, she will rejoice. Sophia Lyon Foss New York City, February 6, 1907. End of introduction and preface.